Hey everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. In the first five episodes of season two, I'm going to be sharing stories from my middle years. These are the years after I got away from the cultic influences of our crazy organization and before I married my wonderfully opposite husband. So it is super exciting to be back with you guys again. I really enjoyed my break over Christmas and New Year's, but most of it was spent doing a lot of research for season two. The middle years are time I just really don't think about a whole lot. But fortunately for me, I kept copious journals. I do mean like a ridiculous amount of journals from that time period. And so I spent a lot of my break reading them. And at first it was just really triggering and difficult, not because of the circumstances around it, but because of the person that I was. Um, yeah, just really interesting to just see the things that I thought were really important and the things that I really believed about myself and the world and everything. So those first few years were kind of interesting. And then as time went on, I, I guess I gave myself a little more grace maybe as I was reading. I don't know. It got better. And so I was reading all these journals just trying to kind of rehash those middle years and come up with some stories and just what's going on and what was God doing with me at that point in time and how was he pursuing me and what I found was really interesting and so I'm excited to share the next five episodes with you guys five-ish episodes we'll see how many it actually is and just kind of talk through some of those experiences as I was getting away from the cultic influences away from some of the really super conservative stuff and as I was trying to muddle my way around in the real world and figure it out and as I was just learning who Jesus was. And this was before I married my wonderfully opposite husband, who has done a lot of um, normalizing me. (laughs) Let's put it that way. He has helped me to become significantly more uh, normal. And um, yeah, so before I met him, before I married him, I was still kind of in this just middle phase of life. And so if you've listened to the first five episodes in season one, then you're going to like have some kind of understanding or background of my story. And if you haven't, you may want to just pause and get that caught up before we go on. Or, you know, it doesn't really matter, whatever. But I want to talk about this time. And really what started the middle years for me was going to this camp. And I mentioned that briefly in episode two, I think, maybe three. And I went to a camp, a Christian summer camp, where I was a counselor for a summer. And actually, I was there for five summers before I ended up um, being God and moving on. But my first summer there was just really instrumental, just I showed up in my long hair and my skirts, and I spent a summer with quote-unquote worldly Christians that I had always been afraid of and discovered that they loved Jesus so much, and they loved me, and they showed me just grace and freedom. I left that summer and got a cartilage piercing in my ear, which was like this huge no-no, but I did it because I wanted to just remember the freedom that I experienced and the life that I had been given in Christ. And one of the things that I decided to do that first summer was to go to college. And there was a college at home in my little hometown, and I was able to take my first year of classes there. And so while I was in college, I was also actually helping out in the local middle school. I had in my mind that I wanted to be a paraprofessional or something like that. I didn't want to be a teacher, but I wanted to be in the school. And I was, I had started volunteering the year before that, just like one afternoon a week or something like that. But Slowly, it became more and more, and it was something that I did two days a week at this point, and I loved it, and I was just involved there. And then as I had been involved in the school, I realized, you know, if I'm going to get a paraprofessional 
whatever I need to be a paraprofessional. Maybe I should just go ahead and be a teacher. And I ended up moving over by Detroit. And it's just weird to look back and see the stuff in my journals because apparently I felt called to the Detroit area. My aunt and uncle lived there. I actually had two sets of aunt and uncles that lived there. And according to my journals, I felt called to go there before I even realized that there was a teaching degree program from the same college that I was attending back in my hometown. So it's just funny to read this stuff and be like, oh, really? I thought that interesting. So yeah, I felt this call to go to this area. I wanted God to provide me with a nanny job. I was a bit of a romantic. That's putting it mildly. I had such a rosy view of life. I was super excited about all the beautiful things that were going to happen in life. I just was surrounded by, I don't know if it was all the old-fashioned books I read or what, but I just had this idyllic sense of life. And so I wanted this nanny job and I really just prayed about it. And I asked God to give me a nanny job with a single mother. So I didn't have to worry about any kind of father stuff going on. And I wanted a single mother and I wanted it to be somewhere near where I went to school. And lo and behold, God did it. And not only did he do it, but he did it in this crazy kind of way where the lady that I ended up working for thought she was going to homeschool her kids or her sister thought she was going to homeschool. Anyway, she ended up on this homeschool newsletter that my aunt got and she had put a little advertisement out there, this homeschool newsletter, and my aunt got it. And she was like, hey, Christy, guess what? Like They're looking for a nanny. And so it just seemed like it was totally got. And I was super excited. And I want to back up a little bit here because as I was reading through that year at home where I was attending school, college, and working at the school, it was like this magical year for me. I was really close with Jesus. I was super excited about what was going on. I felt like all these little amazing things were happening every day. I mean, the journals are really kind of just hard to read through because I have so many different kids listed from the school and all these different things that happened that day that I felt like were really significant and important. And so it's kind of like, I don't remember any of them now. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. This is all just so boring and kind of running together. But I thought it was just this beautiful thing. And I was super excited about who I was and who God had made me to be. There's definitely a lot of pride thrown in there too, but I was just excited about life and it felt like God was just putting things together and this beautiful thing was happening. And now I felt called to go down to this Detroit area and God was just going to put beautiful things together there for me too. And I just headed down there with this amazing pair of rose colored glasses on my face. And rather than being blessed with this amazing, perfect life, I had my faith tested. Like, I had it thrown in a blender and processed. It was nothing like I expected it to be. I went from feeling like I was somebody. The people at the school that I worked with thought I was amazing because I was coming in for free two days a week, which I look back and I'm like, I'm kind of dumb. Like, why wasn't I having a job or something? Anyway, um, they thought I was great and the kids thought I was great and everyone thought I was great and I thought I was great. And then I moved to the Detroit area and I moved in with the family and it was not great. And they didn't think I was great. Um, it was very difficult. It's a very difficult situation. There had been a tragedy in the family. And now it was just to mom and her kids. And the kids had had two European au pairs before me who basically just spoiled them rotten because it felt bad for them. And they were junior high age now, I think sixth and eighth grade when I got there. And so I felt like they needed to kind of learn how to live life and do things themselves. And so I was always pushing them to, you know, open the bread by themselves start the dryer by themselves. Here, make a cup of soup by yourselves. And so it was just this constant pushback. They didn't want me to be the person who taught them about how to be independent. And I felt like they needed to be independent. Um, the mom, I think, was just still dealing with a lot of stuff. And so it was just kind of 
I never knew what to expect, what time she'd be home or um, if she wanted to be the mom that night or if I was going to be the mom. And it was just, just chaotic. It was the chaotic is the best way to explain it. And it was just a difficult year. Like nothing in my nanny job went the way I thought it was going to go. And I was just confused. I started going to a church just down the road and it was a very Baptist, Baptist church. I mean, the kind with like pianos and organs and people who wear suits and part their hair on the side. And it was very Baptist. And it felt like home to a certain extent just because of what I had just come out of. And so I was very comfortable there. And I expected to just jump right in and help with their Awana program or something like that because, you know, I'm Christy. I'm amazing. I love kids. And, and so why wouldn't you want me working in your church? And instead, they put me in the nursery on Wednesday nights and I just took care of like one year olds. And it was just a unique experience. I don't know what I was expecting, obviously more because I thought it was amazing, but I didn't get it. And I just got humbled. And as I read through my journals from that year, it was just one humbling experience after the next. And it wasn't like I went to Detroit and was amazing. God did all these awesome things. I went to the Detroit area and I was a servant and I served in uncomfortable situations as a nanny. And I served at this church taking care of babies in the nursery. Although side note, okay, this is hilarious. I am, um, it was like a non-drum church, like that kind of Baptist, the drums were bad. And so there was this plastic drum in the nursery and I was playing with the music minister's one-year-old and we were just kind of drumming on the drum and I was like drumming and he was drumming and it was just fun. And his dad came in and his eyes got so big and he like yelled his baby's name. His baby looked at him. He was like, oh, so, you know, this is weird fear moment. And I was like, awkward, very funny. And so as I'm going along and I'm just trying to figure out what is life and what's going on and why is everything not going the way I thought it was going to go? I also started going to this young adult ministry during the week. And so I had my very conservative, fundamental Baptist church on Sundays and Wednesdays. And then totally out of my comfort zone, started going to this young adult ministry at this charismatic church on one of the weekdays. And it was crazy. I mean, I'm talking like full on band. I feel like there were smoke machines. It might be my imagination, but it felt like that. Dim lights, like just bodies shoved together, singing and dancing. And and I remember the first time I went and I was like, wow, I, I don't know. Like that's fun because I'm actually hanging out with people my age, but it just seems a little edgy. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I should go back. And I did. I went back. And so I had this weird time of life where I'm trying to figure it out. I'm wearing pants and I'm listening to Christian uh, contemporary music in my car and and my CD player in my bedroom. And I'm going to this crazy charismatic worship young adult time on the weekdays. And I'm going to my very fundamental Baptist church on Sundays. And I'm trying to figure out life. And it is not as formulaic as I thought it was. I thought if I do A, B, and C, then God's going to give me D. But it didn't work that way. I thought I knew who I was. I thought I knew the passions and purposes that God had for my life. And he didn't give me any of those. I thought I was this amazing person. It was so great with kids. But I discovered that when those kids are difficult and not easy to be with, I wasn't a great person or very amazing at all. And it was this very eye-opening experience. And it was very good. So very good for me. I grew more in that year. I got my head yanked out of the clouds and my feet set firmly on the ground. I started getting a better idea of what reality is versus like my own little fantasy world. I began to 
actually understand what it was to have faith in God and trust even when things weren't working out. And I think the thing that I look back on the most and I wonder about as I'm looking at that season of my life is this idea that we give people sometimes, and I am totally guilty of doing this, is we tell people this idea of you're special and God has a big plan for your life. And it sounds great. And we really like that because who doesn't want a big plan for your life? Who doesn't want to be awesome and special? But the truth of the matter is many of us don't have big plans. We're not going to be awesome and known. We're not going to be famous. We're just going to live a boring, normal life, just a faithful, normal life. And I think that's biblical. Even more than the idea of God having big plans for your life is the idea that God has, yes, specific plans for your life. He has things he wants to accomplish in you and through you, but they may not be amazing. They may be more like Jesus. Jesus came, God himself came and lived in a very small country and was totally insignificant. He had only a few followers. People did not believe him. He tended to chase away crowds by saying ridiculous things. And he wasn't well known in the worldly sense. I think he would have been an agent and publisher's worst nightmare because he just was not about himself. He wasn't about trying to market himself or make everyone see that he was there or that he was great or even that he was God. He was willing to be an obscure servant. So I think that's more accurate. And I discovered that that first year near Detroit, that it's not about being awesome and special, that really it was just about serving and struggling and trying to figure out where God is, even when things don't make sense, even when your dreams completely fall apart. And at the very end of my year there as a nanny, my dreams did fall apart. And I had to face the fact that maybe, maybe we can't guarantee things. Maybe just because we pray and just because opportunities come doesn't mean God's going to just make everything perfect and beautiful. The first thing that happened was I had this childhood friend that I had been friends with for, oh gosh, years. And he was my childhood sweetheart for a while when we were little. Like I thought I was going to marry him. And then as time went on and he was in his teens, it just, he just made choices and stuff that I was like, yeah, I don't think that's really going to happen. But I still loved him. I still cared about him. And there were just some big things that happened that year. Just big, bad things that happened in his life. And I was just devastated. I'm like, I've prayed for him for how many years? And look at the choices that he's making and look at what's happening. And it just kind of started to rock my faith a little bit. Like, is God really listening? Like, is there really ever a happy ending? Does any of this really ever work out? And the second thing that happened was that as my nanny job was falling apart, I found a place that worked with troubled youth. And it was a Christian place. And they had this awesome animal ministry and they had just really cool different ways of working with these people, these kids, and just really just supporting them and loving them and different therapies. And I just thought, this is so cool. Like I had had a heart for just troubled young people for a long time. And I was really excited about this. And I was able to go over and see the place a couple of times for prayer meetings and meet the kids that were there and talk to the staff. And then a job opened up there. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is totally God. He's getting me out of my nanny job that I'm struggling with. And he's going to give me the desires of my heart. This is amazing. I'm so excited about this. And I applied. I had an interview. The interview went great. And I was just sure. I was just sure this was God. This was totally where my heart was. I was so excited about doing this. And then I didn't get the job. And this all happened right about the same time as everything's falling apart with my childhood friend. And I didn't get the job. And I was like, why would God even put this place in my life? 
Why would you even allow me to know this opportunity was available and then just snatch it away from me? And I had a dark night of the soul. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but like one of those dark nights where I literally sat there at my desk in my room at my nanny job and I was writing in my journal and I was just wondering, is any of this really real? Is God real? Is he really good? Does he actually love me? Does he care about me? Has this all just been a big mistake? And I wondered and I doubted and I wrestled. And that was one of the best things that ever happened to me because I came away from that time knowing in the depths of my soul that God was real and that he was good regardless of the circumstances. And looking back now, I can see that it was a terrible idea for a very naive young woman in her 20s to work with difficult um, boys. Terrible. Of course, they didn't hire me. I wouldn't hire me. But at the same time, I didn't, I didn't see that. And so here I am left with nothing except for the belief that, that God was God and that he was good and somehow he had a different plan. And maybe my dreams and my perspectives were never going to happen, but maybe that was okay. And so I wonder about you as we close this episode. I wonder if you have experienced a dark night of the soul where you've had to just wrestle with God. I wonder if you have had someone tell you that you were special only to discover that perhaps you're not as special as you thought you were. I wonder if you've had times when you've expected these big, amazing things from God and then he didn't deliver. I just want to say the more that I've grown with God and the more that I understand who he is, I don't think he's about the big things. I think he's about the little moments. I think I kind of had it right back when I was super excited about living in those little moments back in my hometown working in the schools. I think God is in the little moments. And yeah, he does big things sometimes. But most of the time, he's doing small things. And one last thought before I close. I just want you to know it's okay to doubt. It's okay to question. It's okay to have that time so you're like, gosh, does any of this even feel? I think that's a vital thing to happen, especially if we've grown up in the church or if we have just accepted Christianity kind of passively. I think we need to have those times in our life when we stop and wonder, is this even real? And I think it's okay to ask questions. I know it's okay to ask questions because God is big enough to handle it. He is big enough to handle it. Next week, I'm going to start a little series, I guess, still within my story, but about the purity culture and how that affected me. And so I'm excited to share that with you. It's not the same effect that some people have had, but it's fun to give my own perspective. And so I'm going to do that. I'm super excited about season two being here and getting to share with you guys again. And until next week, you just keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylindwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.